Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin in Long Valley, New Jersey. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting and, in the alternative, because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our look at the defense cross-examination of Ms. Kanarek. On today's installment, we continue that coverage as the witness offers more testimony about her social media posts regarding the defendant and his girlfriend and assistant trainer, Mary Haskins Gray. That's all coming up right after the break. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At the end of our last episode, defense attorney Edward Belinkus elicited from alleged victim Lauren Kanarek an acknowledgement that she posted on Facebook that she's a narcissist with delusions of grandeur. As Belinkus continues his cross-examination, he moves on to ask the witness about her Facebook posts regarding weapons. Did you make reference to weapons frequently? Nothing called, but I'm sure I mentioned that I own a gun. Sure, I mentioned that New Jersey gun laws are very strict, and other states maybe have gun laws that are very strict also, as they should be, especially since I ended up getting shot by one of those very guns. So there's that, but I guess well, do you, I do, do you recall, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you recall posting photographs of, of on Facebook of you shooting your boyfriend's motorcycle because you were angry that he... Was riding with that yeah, uh, this is subject to a rule. Yes. Where are you going with that, Mr. Malenkis? After a brief sidebar discussion, Judge Stephen Taylor gives instructions to both the defense attorney and the witness. We phrase your question. You and please, hold on. on. And please keep your voice up nice and loud, okay? okay. So all the jurors in the back okay. have to hear you. Yes, sir. All right. yes, sir. You testified on direct that you only owned one gun. Correct. Okay. Did you post that you have two 9mm Walters? Yes, I did actually post that. Did, did you lie about how many guns that you possessed? No, I was not lying about it. I was talking to a friend of mine who he and I frequently discuss politics and what have you. And in this discussion, what I was referring to was the gun that I had currently. I had also, at the same gun store, put money down on another gun, which I never went to go get. And instead of explaining like what would have been a 17-page thing, I just said, I have two guns. But that guy would certainly know that wouldn't be the case because I would have needed another permit to go get it. So in a simple sentence or two, I just said I have two guns, both Walters, which is technically true, seeing as though I did put money down to purchase that gun. I just never went to go get it. So... It's, I didn't feel like explaining that on Facebook. 
Okay, I didn't. So it's your understanding that if you put money down on something and don't pay for it completely and obtain it, that it's yours? And I guess that's the concept of putting something on layaway or things like that. So when that did was you my put interpretation. Yes. When did you put that on layaway? Sometime around the same time that I went to go do the whole process of purchasing and actually obtaining the first weapon. Did you post that you have a nine millimeter under your pillow? I don't remember, it's possible. Now, with, with regards to your statements concerning own, owning two guns, both Walters nine millimeter pistol, one takes 18 in the mag and one in the chamber, the other is small enough to fit in my purse. I haven't cleaned it in a year. Yeah, I was actually referring to the one I had, not the one I didn't have yet. But yes, I wrote that. Which which one is the one that holds 18 in the magazine? The one that I actually have possession of, and I'm pretty sure it's 17, now that I checked it, like, recently. In, in that same post... Yeah, I think, I don't know. ...which is on August 4th, three days before the shooting, Mm -hmm. Did you say words to the effect that if someone were to punch me in the face, I'd let them twice? Mm -hmm. After that, their second hit advantage would be over until they begged me to let them up. Probably, but something sounds unfamiliar about that. Could you maybe read the few lines preceding that? Or the, like maybe the, however many lines there are, just a few lines that read sure. before that so I know? I haven't cleaned it in a year. Hashtag fail. Unfortunately, or luckily, we both live in North Carolina. New Jersey is crazy gun logs. You could be arrested to do time for just having one bullet. Mine are mostly hollow points, which just one is the potential of 10-year sentence, even if it's loose and sitting on the floor. That couldn't be the post, because that post, where after it says luckily, it says, I'm not a violent person. Right. That's you didn't read that just then, so I was confused. You read that okay. sentence. I'll, I'll, I'll read the whole thing. Yes, please do. Thank you. Potential 10-year minimum sentence, even if it's loose and sitting on the floor. Also, luckily, I'm not a violent person. I hate confrontations, which seem, seem they could turn violent. That said, if someone were to punch me in the face, I'd let them twice. After that, their second hit advantage would be over until they begged me to let them up. Hashtag self-defense. Yes, that's the correct post. I did write that. And so you were telling whoever had access to your Facebook post that you own two different guns, correct? Correct. And that I wasn't violent, but yes. Now, were you posting things with regards to your experience using guns? Probably. For instance, that your ex-husband owned a gunshot and you shot pretty much every gun there is. Yeah, it's fair to say. Did you brag about being a better shot than your boyfriend? Probably. And, and did you say at one point, with regards to uh, your gun, that you only need three bullets? My aim is nearly perfect. I, I don't know, could you read that? That's, I don't, I have no idea. Judge, can we be heard at sidebar? Yes, I think we should. After another sidebar conference, Judge Taylor sustains prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn's objection and offers the jury clarification on how they should consider some of the witness testimony that they just heard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the objection was sustained. And before we go any further, I do have to give a limiting instruction on some of the testimony you heard. 
You heard me mention earlier, I think after openings, that there were some uses for evidence that are allowed by the jury and some uses that are not allowed. And I'm, I'm going to go through all this again at the end of the case when I give my main charge. And I'll give some references at that time to specific evidence and how you can use it. Now, this evidence about Ms. Canarac owning a firearm was allowed in by the court for a limited purpose. And that purpose is, as it may have affected Mr. Barrison's state of mind at the time of the shooting. That's why it's allowed in. If um, it's shown that Mr. Barrison had knowledge of these postings, you may or may not consider that as evidence of his state of mind. It's entirely up to the jurors. But it's not introduced to somehow attack the character of Ms. Canarac. It's not introduced as character evidence. It's only introduced for a limited purpose of how those postings may have impacted the state of mind of Mr. Barrison. That's the only reason the court has, has allowed the introduction of this evidence regarding Ms. Canarac's possession or ownership of a firearm. All right, and I'll address it more at the end of the case. All right, please proceed, Mr. Belinkus. Ms. Canarac, uh, did you refer yourself as John Wick in any post? Maybe. Who is John Wick? Someone like Keanu Reeves. It's a violent person? My person. I think it's a matter of perception. You just say that, I guess. Did you Judge Taylor again calls a sidebar and appears to admonish the defense attorney for the scope of his questions. We will be back with more of Belinkus's cross-examination of Lauren Kanarek right after this break. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. In his next line of questions, defense attorney Edward Belinkus zeroes in on Lauren Canarek's belligerence towards the defendant in a number of her Facebook posts. Were you posting uh, in numerous posts statements with regards to going to war? Yeah. Did you say things like, if war cannot be avoided, then the victorious war warrior must hashtag win first, hashtag then go to war? Or words to that effect. Yes, I believe I was quoting Sun Tzu, but I'm sure it's probably posted if it's hashtagged and posted. With regards to your chest comments, did you make a statement, every time I up my chest game, I always become reminded that it is those who obsess about protecting their queen, regardless of the outcome, who miss the hiding world and always say, did you say something like that? Probably. And you were talking about Michael Barrison protecting his girlfriend, correct? Probably. And in that same post, did you say, can I ask what, what date you're looking at or page or something? This is July 12th, 2019. And at the end of that post, did you say, the king has been captured and killed and the whole entire castle comes crumbling down. Did you say that? Probably. And that sometimes the queen must be sacrificed. Did you say that? Yes. 
when you admit with regards to this post, you were talking about capturing and killing Michael Barrison, with use of metaphors, of course, correct? I was definitely not talking about killing anyone. That would be false. How about sacrificing the queen? Was that Mary Haskins? On a board of chess where a piece is knocked down or moved over. Sure. On that same day, did you post something, the beast, hasn't yet met the napping beast inside me. Objection. Same objection, Judge. Say it's a threat, Judge. I'm sorry? I'm saying because it's a threat. No, I'll sustain the objection. Now, during this time when you're making these posts, you're telling numerous people on Facebook that you're being bullied, correct? Yes. And, and you even tell them that you believe your life is being threatened. That's correct. Now, with regards to your post, July 21st, 2019, after posting all these things, many of which we've just gone over, did you say something to the effect that you're never be bluffing, never be bluffing, not unless you're prepared to carry it out? Did you say words to that effect? I'm sorry, what date and what? This, this is July 21st, a couple oh. weeks before the shooting. Okay. Did you make a statement basically saying, you're not bluffing, or words to that effect. Maybe, I, I don't know what the context was, but. What page is that? Top right. Oh, uh, 1024. Thank you. And on July 21st, did you there again talk about what you're saying not being a bluff, and that no one with a brain in their head bluffs emptily, betting literally, you do and just did. Bye-bye, exclamation point. Did you say that? Yes, I always usually end off with bye-bye or bye-byes, that makes sense. When you say you normally end with bye-bye? To anybody, yes. Now, on July 23rd, a couple days later, did you use the term weapons hot? Yes. July 25th, did you post a post? And, and this is when things are, are really starting to get crazy at the facility, correct? Yes. I'm sorry, I, can you just go back to the post from a minute ago about... I'm, mo I'm moving on. I have a lot Oh, okay. Because something seemed strange with that. I wanted to... On July 25th, did you post, I will be, it's about time to possibly go to war. Anyone who repeatedly kicks a resting beast will eventually wake her up. Probably, yes. On the 27th, did you say words to the effect, this is me, look out, because here I come. Yes, I believe I was quoting the Bradman Circus movie with Hugh Jackman. It's literally a song. Now, you were, you okay? I'm just looking for the page that you said, look out, because here I come. But what page was that? That's not in your No, I don't think that's oh, in there. I, I, He's okay. looking at something completely oh, okay. different. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In fact, I'm why, don't you, why don't you take that away so okay. we don't have that mistake again and have okay, her yeah, looking. Sure You're not referring to it. Now, at some point, you start illegally recording private conversations, correct? Objection. Well, sure, conclusion, Mr. Belenkis. Did you record private conversations where you were not a party to? Yes. Now, at some point in time, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I believe on August 3rd, you tell the Washington Township Police Department that you've recorded secret conversations, correct? Yeah, I told the police that I was recording things, yes. But 
You also lied to the police about that recording, did you not? I don't know what capacity, in what capacity you're talking about, so no, I would okay. say no. Did you tell the police that an attorney gave you permission to record? Um, I don't recall, but I was speaking with attorneys and... What attorneys were you speaking to? I guess I could tell you their names, but some stars privilege. Um, Ed David, um, my father was a retired attorney. There was someone else, oh, I don't know that they were involved this time. I don't remember, there was definitely somebody else, I believe, but certainly those two people. One is a current attorney, one is a retired attorney, and we discussed the location, what the expectation of privacy might be, the reason for which. And the legality? And the legality, of course. It wasn't like a decided thing before a judge, but we discussed those possibilities so that we could avoid doing something illegal. All right, so, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, is it your testimony that your father told you you could legally take a private conversation that you were not a party to? Objection. What's, a, what's the basis for your objection? It's hearsay. Not offered for the truth of the matter, Judge. What's it offered for, then? It has to do with why she did this. I'll allow it. Not, not, for, not for the truth. Correct. Just her state of mind. It, it's your sworn testimony that your father told you, a lawyer, that you can put a recorder someplace and record private conversations when you're not there. No, is that it? Is that, that is my sworn testimony that either my father or the lawyer that we had obtained expressed that it was their belief that the location in which the device was placed and the reason for which it was placed there, seeing as though it was considered my property, was not breaking any laws. We specifically sought out this instruction or counsel to be sure that we were not going to be breaking any laws by doing this. Okay, I'm asking we weren't trying to shoot anyone or kill them. We just wanted to do things the legal way. I'm asking you specifically, was it your father? She just said, that's asked an answer. She said twice now, either the father or the lawyer. Okay, well, are you aware of the fact that I have a tape recording of the meeting between you, Robert Goodwin, your father, and your attorney, Edward David, where you're discussing tape recording? I am not aware of what you have. But we had many conversations, so if you have a conversation, then you have a conversation. Yeah, I we have a many. conversation. Oh, but, but no, Mr. Blankus, you're not offering evidence. May I be hurt, Judge? All right, let's take our afternoon break, <clears throat> members of the jury. On our next installment, we will hear how Judge Taylor resolves Edward Belinkus's request to delve into a recorded conversation between the alleged victim, her boyfriend, her father, and her attorney. But for now, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Michael Barrison. And if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. 
Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.